0: Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning, January 28th. I'm Julia Cooper and this is The Point from WUFT News. The City of Gainesville is continuing its efforts to create a more sustainable community. On Thursday, the City Commission passed an ordinance that would allow them to enter into a franchise agreement aimed at collecting garbage and bulk waste from the community. The commission also named January 23rd through January 29th the third annual Zero Waste Week and are still considering a food waste ordinance that would require grocery stores to donate food waste before sending it to a landfill. I spoke with WUFT's Mariana Ortiz about the future of Gainesville sustainability
1: efforts. So my story is mostly about the new ordinance that Gainesville is trying to pass. They just passed one that is the Solid Waste Ordinance. However, they're also talking about the Food Waste Ordinance, and they're talking about Zero Waste Week as well. Those are topics that were brought by the um, Gainesville Zero Waste Committee and Zero Waste Gainesville. Um, in my story, I also mentioned that there are other ways that people can help to be more sustainable. Um, I mentioned the different compost places that people can go and um, put their food compost. What is the impact of the ordinance that just passed? it will allow the city to enter into like an exclusive franchise agreement. Um, This agreement will be like collect garbage and bulk waste from the community. And, you know, it will be like the city will grant exclusive certificates of registration for residential and commercial collection. So that will be the impact of the um, of the ordinance they just passed. However, the other ordinance is the food waste ordinance that they discussed back in August of last year which will require both residential and commercial locations to separate solid waste and food waste. The story mentions a pilot program that was put in place. What were the results from that? So I talked to Tom Strickland, who is the recycling coordinator, and he gave me information about the program. And at first it was like 200 homes, then someone moved out. So um, they ended up doing the collection of 199 homes. They were given a five-gallon bucket, to fill with footways, um, paper scraps, and anything that can be composed. They ended up getting 21 tons of footways, which is a lot. What is funding for this project like? Some of the challenges they told me, um, especially um, Commissioner Adrian Hayes, he said that we'll be educating people, most like, instead of like money-wise, it's more like how to get the word out there. So, um, you know, this program is not like they have a huge budget. They actually don't have much of it, so they want to increase education. They want to see how the community interacts with it. So they are first trying to see how it goes. That's what the pilot did. They showed that people really wanted to help. And then they also want to see how restaurants and private places, they help with the community. So they're trying to implement this step by step because there's not like a big budget of money.
0: You mentioned restaurants and businesses. Will there be any requirements for them because of the zero waste effort? So
1: that hasn't been decided yet. That will be part of the food waste ordinance that they have to talk about. However, what they want to do is that grocery stores will be mandated to give food for those who are hungry. So first, instead of throwing it away, um, whatever is left, they will have to give it to people who need that food. After that, whatever scrap is left, will be composed so it can later be um, turned again into food. You know, um, it can be used as fertilizers or anything else. Is there anything else you want to add about the story? Well, tomorrow is going to be the fifth day of the Zero Waste Week. So I will really suggest people to go to Zero Waste Gainesville and look at what else you can do and just check their page to see what they can do. They can also go back to day one. You can also check the places where you yourself can go and um, leave your compost.
0: That was WUFT's Mariana Ortiz on the city of Gainesville's zero waste efforts. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. Parts of Florida are under a hard freeze warning heading into the next week. Through the weekend, a low air pressure front off of the Atlantic coast is expected to strengthen and will arrive in the Pensacola area by Friday evening. This front will then travel through the Panhandle and into North Florida through Saturday morning, setting up for frigid low temperatures by Saturday night. Lows for the Panhandle and North Florida are expected to get down to the mid to low 20s. By late Saturday morning, the front is expected to move through central Florida and then clear the rest of the state. Strong winds blowing across the state will cause temperature highs to run 20 degrees below average. And temperatures across Central and South Florida will dip into the low 30s. Few treatments for COVID-19 are available across the state now that the FDA does not allow for the distribution of the Regeneron or Lilly monoclonal antibody treatments. Data has shown them not to be effective against the new COVID variant Omicron. According to WUSF, the only available treatments include citrovimab, remdesivir, and two antiviral pills produced by Pfizer and Merck. Given the limited supplies of these treatments, however, it is unlikely that most people who test positive will have access to these treatments. The U.S. Coast Guard found four more bodies on Thursday in its search for 38 people who were lost at sea after a boat departing from the Bahamas capsized off of Florida's coast according to npr homeland security investigations officials are investigating the case as a human smuggling operation they called off the search at sunset on thursday after not discovering any new information about the incident officials say that they learned about the case on tuesday morning after a good samaritan helped rescue a man who was clinging to the side of a capsized twenty five foot vessel about forty five miles east of the fort pierce inlet the new discovery means that authorities have now located five bodies but thirty four still remain missing Activists with Students for a Democratic Society protested the controversial 15-week abortion ban in the middle of a Florida House committee meeting Thursday. According to the Tampa Bay Times, Healthcare Appropriations Subcommittee Chairperson Brian Avila cut public feedback on the House Bill 5 short after less than half an hour of public testimony, sparking students to start the chant, Let Her Speak, drowning Avila out. The meeting was then paused while law enforcement escorted the student protesters out of the room. Although Avila did not take questions from journalists after the meeting, he remarked to lawmakers during that he cut the public comments short to allow for representatives to fully debate the abortion measure. Once the meeting resumed and only lawmakers and journalists were let back in the room, the bill cleared the committee with all Republicans voting in favor of it and all Democrats opposed. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Julia Cooper, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Friday.